Hello, and welcome to the Self Project Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Martin, and I am here to share with you my own journey to self-empowerment and all of the things that I have learned along the way. I pull from my vastly unique encounters, wide variety of experiences, and overly active imagination to bring to you, well, just absolutely everything I know. We are going to deep dive into spirituality, transformation, and healing. We are going to empower you to change your life, raise your vibe, and create the life you want to be living. Hello and welcome back. I'm so glad that you're here today. So what I really wanted to dive into today is talking about radical transformation. If you've been following me for a while, if you personally know me, then you know I have been on this transformation journey for what feels like a lifetime now. It might as well be. So I've recently been getting a lot of questions about um, just those of you who are feeling very restless, very unsettled, ready for some changes, knowing that you're being called to something bigger, knowing you're feeling really unsettled, knowing that you're feeling that it's like something's got to give that's time for a change, but you just, you don't really know what's going on. And I, I've been there. I know exactly that feeling that you're having, that restless feeling of, um, I'm here for something bigger. There's a bigger purpose. There's a lot of weird stuff going on right now. I don't know if I 100% understand what's going on, but I'm beginning to wake up to what's going on around me. I'm beginning to look around me and I'm beginning to see that things aren't necessarily, um, what they say they're you know, things aren't necessarily what we say they are, what we see them as. Um, you know, maybe there's some bigger things going on here that I've always thought were really crazy that maybe they are beginning to make a lot of sense. So if that's you, you're just starting what we call your awakening. Um, then welcome, welcome to the journey. Um, I'm totally here to help guide you through that because, um, I started my own awakening. I would say at the beginning of probably this year, really started um, just opening my eyes to what's going on in the world around me. Like, I never used to be interested in, like, the politics or government or what's going on in the country, what's going on in the world. If it did not affect my small little bubble, uh, my small little community, then I didn't really want to know about it. I was overwhelmed and in my life which is still, I mean, I'm still overwhelmed and in my life, but, um, you know, you know what I mean. But yeah, there's just, there's a lot more going on out there and there's a lot more to the universe and to the world and to life than what meets the eye. And it has been this crazy, awesome, terrifying, like all the spectrum of emotions experience and journey. And like, I've just learned to lean into it free fall, free fall into it. So getting back on track, radical transformation, you're ready for a change. You're waking up, ready for a change. You're not happy with, I don't know, your relationship, your job, your financial status. You're just not happy. You're just ready for a change. You're watching the world pass you by and you're done with that. So I decided that I was going to talk a little bit about just a beginner's guide to transformation, how it started for me, what were some of the first steps that I did to begin my transformation, Um, and then when I say transformation, I don't want you to think that like we're shape-shifting or something dramatic, so when we say the word 
transformation. We are um, just really looking at like changes, a complete, and I guess it doesn't have to be a radical. I'm the queen of radical transformation, transformations. So I'm going to talk really radical where we went from, in my case, um, alcoholic, um, you know, passed out on the couch all the time, like literally worthless to everybody, a bump on a log to where I am now, you know, building my own business, teaching and guiding others and, um, you know, just getting to explore this life and what it is made up of and just what's out there beyond what we can see, beyond our scope. So, I would say your very first thing is you got to be ready for a change. You have to have the desire for change because transformation cannot happen without a desire for change. You might argue with me. You might be because I started to argue with myself when I was in my drinking. I like to, um, you know, you always hear that kind of that quote. You can't change somebody until like they're ready to change. It was a big thing that, like, my husband had to realize that, like, I wasn't changing for him. I wasn't changing for the kids. Like, there was literally nothing that was going to cause me to change and to stop drinking until I was ready for it. Um, I mean, that's how I ended up in rehab was it just came to a head and it, it was an ultimatum of, like, you got to go get help or you, you know, we we can't keep enabling you. And so as pissed as I was at the time, obviously, so I needed to kick my rear into gear. And then when I went to rehab, it was like I wanted to quit because I knew the path that I was on. And I don't want to be enslaved and in this weird relationship with alcohol. But then at the same time, I didn't know any other world without something to numb. So that's why I kind of saw a transition between when I did stop drinking and I did have success with not drinking but I, I transitioned to uh, nicotine, to tobacco. And then, you know, from there, when I stopped smoking, I found my way back into like sugar and food. So it's the desire for change was there, but the fear of losing a crutch was greater. So while rehab was great and it really set a foundation, I do feel like it gave me some tools, but not the tools that I needed. And I think that everybody's different in what they're going to need, which is why I'm such a proponent of so many different methods. Like I'm really going to get off on a tangent here, but it really irks me that our main recovery program, the one that's the most widely known and accepted and used was developed like a hundred years ago. I don't think it was that long, but it was a long time ago by a bunch of old men, by old white men, like, and it, it comes along with these rules and this Bible, the, you know, the big book, which is, you know, the alcoholics Bible and just all these like things. And if you start reading through the actual big book, it's very well dated and the ideas are outdated and it is written to capture men in that time period. I'm like, why on earth are we still using something from so long ago to nowadays to tell people this is the only way? That's the other thing that really, really bothered me about the model of AA that I kind of um, was seen. This is the only way. And that right there just kind of borders on almost a religious um, 
a thing for me like you know this religion you have to believe this this is the only way or you're never gonna get to the other side of the fence basically so it was a you have to go to AA you have to be in service you have to do your 12 steps or you're never gonna last and you know going to the meetings you would hear the people there who had 20 30 years of sobriety or people who had so many years of sobriety and then relapse they would tell you I got out of it I got out of it that was the the thing and it's this fear mongering like oh my god I have to stay in it and I have to keep doing these things or I'm gonna drink again and that was not the case I was in AA for maybe six months to a year I really loved the fellowship and um you know there's really great things about it I'm not bashing AA it was just not for me it didn't work for me and then I dealt with this extra level of guilt and already um dooming myself for failure because I said, oh, if I don't keep doing this, I'm going to never going to make it. So, and I don't think that that's true for everybody. There's a million different methods. So I don't understand why our main method that everybody uses that they run you through. If you have to go into the court system and you have to go to like DUI classes, you have to go to so many AA meetings a year and this and that. And like they're running you through this really old system that I don't think works anymore. It does work for some, but I don't think that it's working for everybody. I think that there's a better way. I think that as we grow and evolve, our systems need to grow and evolve too. Off the soapbox rant over. AA is absolutely a wonderful tool. And if you go there or you need to go there, like go. I spent, like I said, it helped me so much the first six months, but then after that I needed something else. So please do not take that as like my opinion to not go the way of AA because I think that it can be really useful. But I also think that like, why the heck aren't there more widely known recovery programs? And there's a few out there. There's, um, I'm thinking it's called like smart recovery is another one, but there's, I mean, like literally AA is the most widely you hear like, oh, he's an AA. Like everybody knows what AA means. Okay. Off the AA soapbox already. Transformation. We're back to transformation. So when I say like radical transformations, I'm meaning something like that. Like I went from this alcoholic to, you know, like not like rock bottom to where I am now. That's why I'm talking radical transformation. This year, I would say I'm in the process of another radical transformation, sloughing off all these beliefs that I had about myself, about the world, about my values, about my um, just beliefs. And all of those things are being kind of restructured, rewired as I really start doing my own research and my own thinking. And I develop what I believe in, not based on what everybody else is telling me or somebody else telling me like, that's crazy that you actually think that that could happen. But at the same time, I'm like, why couldn't it? It kind of is a great explanation for the things that are happening. So I think that it just really um, comes back to of just being respectful of each other's opinions and beliefs. And if your beliefs change over a lifetime, if your beliefs change over the course of a week, a day, like it's okay. It's okay. So often we're so scared to go back on um, something that we initially declared or a belief that we have or a belief that we've been living with our whole entire life. You almost feel like maybe it doesn't sit well with you and it doesn't resonate with you anymore, but you don't know how to like get off the horse, so to say. Um, you don't know, um, you know, it's easier just to keep going with it than to st- take a step back and say like, I might have been wrong about this belief that I've had. I'm exploring it so that I can come up with my own opinion, but, but I might change my mind. 
and it may be a total 180 of what I originally believed, and that's okay. And I don't think that we allow ourselves permission for it to be okay because we're so worried about what is everybody else going to think. What is everybody else going to think if I change my stance or my opinion or my belief about this thing? What are they going to think? Um, that's, that's a constant. I get that. I battle with that myself before I come on to talk to anybody. And I really start talking especially about my weird woo stuff. I'm like, oh my God, what is everybody going to think? What's my family going to think? What are my friends going to think? I'm like, you know what? You got to stop. Because what if there's one person out there who who needs to hear what you have to say, who does believe the way that you do and does think the way that you do, and you say that one thing and they're like, boom, I've got it, that connected, that makes sense. Like, you just, you just blew my mind. And so that's my hope. One person out there, I'm going to blow your mind. I'm going to cause you to start thinking a little bit differently. I'm going to get you to kick your butt into gear to... um start chasing down your own beliefs and dreams and creating your own life and reality and everything. Like, I've gotten so far off topic, I've, but I've been reading the book called The Holographic Universe. And it is, it's just fascinating. It's, um, if you really like, like quantum physics and theory, there's a lot of theory in it. I'm pretty into theory, but sometimes I can struggle with some of these concepts, especially, um, when we're, I really like physics. That's the funny thing is I took a physics class in um, college and I completely aced the thing. Like 110% like students showing up, doing extra credit. Well, I was single at the time. Well, no, I didn't have kids at the time. And my husband, we were dating by then, but he lived like two hours away and I never saw him. So I had time to do extra credit and be an overachiever. Um, and that's a whole nother story because I only started going to college because of him. Another story for another time. Um, but yeah, holographic universe, lots of theory, lots of, um, quantum physics in there, lots of world renowned physicists and their theories and their contributions to society that some of these things we don't even know about. Like it talks about a study in here where there's two scientists in the late eighties who have proved, who have proven that human, the human mind has the ability to psychically affect things around it. In this case, it was machinery. And that's knocked down by the scientific community and never brought out to the mainstream media because they want us to know how powerful we are. You might think I'm conspiracy theorying that, but the more and the more that I learn and the more and the more that I see the way um, that patriarchal society has basically um, made us docile and compliant and good citizens the more that I'm like, we need to wake the, like, we need to wake the flip up. And like, here's what they're doing to us. Here's what they're not telling us. Here's what they're hiding because they don't want us to know our power. I know I probably sound like completely, you're like, oh, Christy, there you go again. <laughs> but I'm, I'm serious. I am serious. And if you don't believe that, that's okay. Because we just talked about respecting viewpoints. Um, but I just don't think that they want us to know how powerful we are. And I mean, when you look at like, you know, the big families, the elites control the media, what gets out, especially at that time. So we're not going to know about these things. So I was absolutely blown away that I'm like, cool, we've already proved all this scientific stuff and just nobody knows. So pick up the holographic universe. Um, I'm going to be sending it out in my next newsletter. You guys really need to get on. I'm going to link that in the show notes. I am making like the coolest newsletter for um, 
next month and it's just going to be literally like hey guys here's what I've been up to all month here's the books I've read here's the products I bought that I love here's here's like here's what I've learned all for you guys all in one consolidated space the inside scoop I think that's what we're gonna call it for the moment the inside scoop you guys know how I like to name change so yeah if you're not on that get on that I'm gonna link you in the show notes to go get um on the newsletter subscription but yeah, The Holographic Universe by Michael Talbot. I'm not finished with it yet, but already it's like I have to read parts of it and I have to stop because my brain's one that's very logical and I want like the facts and the science. So I have to read and then stop and then like process, wrap my mind around like, okay, okay, I can, I can see what you're saying now. There's a lot of Star Wars referencing in there too, which... Which brings me to another really interesting thought that I've told my husband a while back. I'm going to make a whole episode on it. The fact that what if all these great people who wrote like Star Wars and Harry Potter and I'm like, if we really live, we're really living in multiple dimensions that are just um, running parallel to each other. Parallel dimensions, basically, which is what holographic universe kind of suggests. We're really um, doing that. Who's to say that these guys didn't like visit those other timelines? They um and then come back because they actually lived these things out in another dimension. Like this is really the way the world works. Um, and we just think this is fantastical and great. And I'm like, yeah, cool, we could all be going and living that. I know, I know, it's a wild concept to wrap your mind around, but I'm just saying. Okay, so more things when you're ready for transformation that you're going to start seeing. You really want to just get clear on what you do want and what you don't want. I'm going to say for me, um, I did this exercise at the beginning of the year and it was really a lot easier for me to get clear on what I didn't want. Um, I don't want to live like paycheck to paycheck anymore. I don't want to have a poor money mindset and um, all that financial feelings of insecurity when we don't even need to like we are so supported by the universe once I learned about um you know upping kind of like your your money stories getting rid of your money stories and upping your money vibration like um I'm one that we would get to the end of the month and this is probably really personal and I'm I'm gonna share this because this is real life like even in my husband in his great position there's some months we would get to the end of the month and I'm like we, we've got like a hundred bucks left in the bank account. You need gas. We need groceries. We're a family of seven. Like kids need this. There's, there's no way. So I can't even tell you there's been a couple times where we've gone and got like payday advances or I would just be like freaking out, freaking out, waking up in the middle of the night, like anxiety. How are we going to do this? And my husband was always like, it's going to be okay. Like it's always okay. We're always supported and we always are like even when we've gotten down to like how are we going to make this work or like when we were coming to our new house we really knew that we needed to buy this new house hadn't sold our old house I was getting ready to lose a job and by the grace of God the universe the angels like we ended up where we were supposed to be and it all worked out even though all of those other factors were flying in so you know, it took a lot of like, literally, I'd be in a frazzle tizzy at the end of every month left on like a couple of bucks freaking out. And it like, the universe would always come through like, here's a couple extra, you know, 100 bucks to get you through from this rant, like always the universe would come through, but I would spend so much time worrying and freaking out and losing sleep and having like, anxiety panic attacks over it. So 
changing my money mindset, knowing I don't want to do this anymore and putting the work into that. Um, What else do I not want? I don't want to be nitpicky with like my husband and my kids and be, you know, miserable and trying to control everything. So I knew I needed to focus on that. I don't want to be working um, from sunup to sundown, trying to build my own business because everything that I've heard and seen around me and seen from maybe family and friends who do run or build their own businesses, that it's hard. It's hard to get started. It's not stable. It's um, it's risky. All these stories. I mean, look around you. What are the stories of people that you see that are business owners that that you believe because that's what you've seen and that's okay. Like there's nothing wrong with your beliefs, but we only can believe, we only reach for what we see and what we know around us. So only until maybe you start looking outside of that and you see what's possible for others, you can start reaching higher and changing your beliefs and your stories. Um, so yeah. And so my, my new goal, I don't want that. I don't want to be a slave to my business because that's not why I originally got into business. I originally got in number one, because I have this burning desire to help other people so that they, um, don't have to experience the same things that I did. Or if they do experience the same things I did, then they can, um, just have somebody by their side. Who's like, dude, I've been there. Like I'm here for you. I'm walking with you. I've been there. You're going to get through it, but, um, I lost my train of thought. So yeah, I don't, oh, second, why I started it. And the other reason is because I want to show my family and my own kids what's possible. What's possible when you have a dream and you believe in it and you, um, you know, believe in making an impact in the world and you don't give up, you know, what's possible? How can I change our family story too? So I know that I don't want to slave away on my business though. I want three to four hour work days. So I'm going to start making that a belief. Like that can be a thing. And that was, um, that's been a hard transition for me to only work a few hours every day on like key business things. But it's also been really, it's really shifted. It's really shifted the way that I work my business. It's really shifted the way that I'm um, showing up to life a little less frustrated and a little less feeling like I'm juggling all the things at the same time. So if you're finding it hard to get clear on what you do want, then focus first on what you don't want and then kind of flip it. Okay, you know you don't want that. So what would, what does it look like on the other side? You know, if you could change it and you could have it be any way that it was, what would it look like? So, and that's how you can get clear on what you do want. You also might notice that you're having this urge to take better care of yourself, your body, your health. You might want to start working out, cleaning up your eating. You're just feeling really pulled to start taking care of yourself. Um, I started that about last year with working out. And now it's gotten into a thing where if I don't work out or move my body every day in some kind of way, I'm messed up the rest of the day. Like I'm in my head. I'm grumpy. I don't feel good. Like I literally don't feel good. So as I do more and more inner work and, um, you know, increase my growth and my spirituality and my connection with my, um, higher power, then the more I notice that I really want to clean up my body, my vehicle. 
I've really, um, and I, and that's not easy for me because I am one who's always, um, kind of punished my body. I've done things from cutting because it just kind of releases this pressure, um, for attention. I've had gastric bypass. I eat crap food. I've fueled it with alcohol, tobacco, marijuana, like, Literally, I don't take great care of my body. And I heard this interesting concept um, a little while back that basically our bodies are just vehicles for our soul. When you can kind of, when I was able to flip this perspective and stop thinking of myself as like, um, stop thinking of myself as like a body with a soul, like that I'm, um, I don't know how to explain this, like a body with a soul. And I started looking at myself as like, oh, I'm here as a soul, as a spirit. And I've been given this body. So this body is like my car. It transports me around. I'm almost literally, I'm thinking of this cartoon. I'm thinking it's like Phineas and Ferb when they sat in like this giant robot at the top. And like you could walk it around town, you know, think of yourself like your soul's in this little driver's seat and you're walking your this giant robot body around. Um, that's, that's us. Are you picturing this? Can you see this? You know, our body, <laughs> we have a little soul spirit sitting up in our head, like telling our body what to do. That, I'm not trying to say we all have like little aliens implanted in our head. That's kind of what it sounds like now that I'm picturing it. I hope that you're getting a different picture than me, not of little baby aliens driving your body around, but <laughs> Oh, geez. Okay, now you're looking at little baby aliens driving your body around, but we do not, oh, maybe we do have baby aliens in us. I don't even know anymore. But think of yourself, your body's your vehicle. How do you treat your vehicle? Do you get oil changes? Do you change your tires? Do you make sure that it has gas? Like, how do you treat your car, your vehicle? If you treat your vehicle terribly and there's McDonald's wrappers all over it, like, which I was totally guilty of, then this may be a little um, harder of an analogy for you to bring together. But how do you treat your vehicle? Sometimes I know that, I know for sure I keep like my car and stuff cleaner than my house, mostly because it's a controlled environment and it's easier for me to clean my car than my house and to keep it clean. But I'm like, gosh, I keep my car okay. Like, why am I not treating my actual physical body? Like, I can sell my car and get a new one. I can't, like, sell my body and get a new body. I'm like, let me soul jump. Maybe we can, but that is not, you know, that's not something I know how to do yet. When I do figure that out, I will come let you know. So I just encourage you to kind of look at it from a different perspective. If you're very body focused or you just don't, and you find it hard to take care of yourself. Like, I, I was like that for a while. Like, it's so hard to take care of this body. Like, it needs its teeth brushed. It needs to be fed. Like, it needs to go to the doctor. I have to water it. Like, um, it's kind of funny when you say it like that. But that's that's literally, if you look at your body like a machine, your vehicle, what does it need to be able to run every day? So, I definitely encourage you, transformation, start cleaning up your eating, start working out. I'm not saying you have to do anything crazy. Go for a walk, do some yoga, do some um, qigong, do some, I don't know, lifting, do some cardio. Like, I don't even care what you do, just move your body. Just move your body, eat a little bit better. I'm not saying you have to radically change your diet overnight, but start, just start being a little bit more mindful of it. Start 
you know, decreasing your sugar, start, um, you know, bulking up on the fruits and the veggies, things like that. I, for one, am actually going to be starting to look into a plant-based diet. I'm feeling really, really like pulled and called that way. Um, my tolerance of meats, it's kind of funny as I, um, continue on my journey. It's like the more and the more that I learn and the more and the more that I grow, it's like my tolerance for crap food basically has a really, um, has really decreased. So when I am eating crappy food, like my body lets me know, no energy. I feel like poop and I'm, it's just like to the point where I'm like, I don't even want to eat like that. I feel so miserable and I'm like, I can't do anything. The brain fog. So I really am looking into, um, a plant-based diet. So I'm going to be excited to share that with you guys as I learn more and I start that next little journey. Like life is such a fun journey. I really need to remind myself of that too, because I can get stuck in this frustrating cycle, at least especially right now. And I'm like, I can't even like go anywhere. Like how is life? How can I make life fun and exciting right now? And I'm like, you still can, like you just, you need to get outside your box and and look at all the different things you can do. Like we're going to go try this, you know, I'm going to go try all these new things now. Like I want to go explore next. I heard the concept of spiral dynamics today. And, um, that's something that like, I'm like, what's spiral dynamics? So if you ever heard of that, it has to do a lot about kind of what's happening with our world and collective consciousness and the shifts that are going on. I'm not going to explain much more of it because I don't 100% understand it yet. I'm going to go research before I come back and talk to you guys anymore about that. See, I always give away like we need to talk about spiral dynamics, but I don't know about it yet. So Again, educate yourself on nutrition, working out, moving your body. It's your vehicle. Okay, so moving on. Another huge thing, transformation, is um, this one's hard for me. Forgiveness and letting go of the past. So forgiveness is an interesting concept because often, often, often I have heard, especially when you are needing to forgive um, maybe somebody else for a situation that happened, for something that happened, for things that happened in your past. Somebody that you're like, I um, don't want to forgive this person. Maybe what they did was really like horrendous. Um, and I challenge you to think of it this way. Challenge, <laughs> forgiveness isn't about um, the other person and then getting to have a clean slate or getting to um, get away with what they did or anything like that. Forgiveness is about you. You forgiving somebody else, yourself, it's all about you because you don't want to be weighed down and um, holding on to this weight when you're dragging around this weight of a situation that you need to forgive. I'm going to use for my example, a lot of my forgiveness needs to happen with self-forgiveness. A lot of my work that I need to do surrounds some of the behaviors and some of the actions that I had when I was drinking. I have a really hard time uh, forgiving myself for some of the things that I might have did or said and letting go of it. I really want to keep like, um, dredging it up and like apologizing to my husband. I'm so sorry I was like that. Especially the more I reflect on it. I'm like, I was I was not a good person during that 
period. And so I want to dredge it back up and be like, I'm so sorry. And he's like, I've moved on. Like, it's, it's okay. You got to let go of it. He's like, I've let go, but have you? I'm like, no, no, I haven't. So letting go of it doesn't mean that we erase it and we wipe it away and we say it never happened. It means that we're saying, you know what, this happened and I can't carry it anymore. I have to forgive. I forgive myself. I forgive that person. I forgive the situation. Whatever, you know, if it was me, I was just, I was doing, I was not doing the best that I could at the time, but I was just doing what my path was leading me down at that time. Um, I am not excusing these things. I'm not saying that it's okay. I'm not giving a free pass, but I'm just letting it go. I'm saying my heart has to heal. I have to forgive these things. I forgive myself for acting that way. There's no excuse. I can't excuse it away, but I forgive that person. I forgive it. And so when we're living in the past and we're letting those things you know, be stuck basically in our energetic field. It's like energetic debris. If you're still carrying around a grudge or um, bitterness or resentment for somebody or a situation, it's only hurting you. Like it's in your psychic field, it's in your energetic field and it's causing debris and it's running into, think of it like a meteor shower, like your energetic field around you. Think of it like a mini universe and you you're going you know all of that crap that you're not letting go of and you're not forgiving and you're not ready to move past it's like a meteor shower through your your field so when new things are trying to come to you or something good's trying to come to you can it make it through your meteor shower field that's clogging up your vibration um so that's really what it is all about. Forgiveness, letting go is about clearing up your meteor shower, clearing up your um, your field and letting it go because living in the past or even in the future, it's, it's causing you anxiety. Like you can't change the past. So we need to learn to be in the present, be in the present, forgive, let go, and then we you know, we move on with this new energetic field. So just remember events in your past don't define you. It's what you might do after that, what you do or what you don't do after that. So always strive for progress. Always strive to be a little bit better than you were yesterday. We're not pretending that these things didn't happen. Hey, it happened, but I can't let it hold me back anymore. I forgive and I let go. Another thing, that's really key to your transformation, self-honesty and self-awareness. Um, I have to get honest with myself a lot. Am I showing up in the way that I should? Am I half in? Am I half out? Am I aware of my bad habits or behaviors or um, the direction of my thoughts, the tone of my voice, all of these things that lead me away from who I want to be and lead me away from all the transformational changes that I've made? Can I get honest about that? Like having to get honest about, well, I stopped drinking, so everything's good. Well, yeah, now you're smoking like a train. It's getting honest about that. Oh, you quit smoking. Well, yeah, cool. Now you've gained 20 pounds because you can't stop eating. It's about getting honest with myself. And I had to take a step back and say, like, you're just having addiction transfer from thing to thing to thing. We're numbing. 
we're stuffing our feelings, we're not dealing with things, we're letting the emotions win, and then we're just stuffing them, and we're numbing them, and there's, like, when you numb, nothing can come to the surface, good or bad, and when something does bubble to the surface, it's the bad, we stuff the good down, and then stuff the bad on top of it, so it took a lot of self-honesty and self-awareness of, you're stuck in this spiral, let's step out a second, what's going on, what's going on, why do I keep self-sabotaging? Um, am I aware of these bad habits that I have or maybe these unproductive things that I'm doing that are taking away my time? Like sometimes I can get stuck in the scroll or get stuck down the conspiracy theory rabbit hole lately is my big thing. And I have to get honest with myself. Are you getting stuck in this and why are you not showing up to all the other things that you need to do? How are you feeling? What are, are you numbing out about something? Are you feeling overwhelmed? Um, resentful, lonely, like restless. Why are we having this non-productive behavior when you need to be taking care of all these other things? So it just takes a level of self-honesty, like calling yourself out, calling yourself out. And we don't like that. I don't like that. I don't like when somebody else calls me out either, but I think that it's really imperative if we're serious about, um, changing if you're serious about changing then it's 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 necessary to take a look at these things but hold space for yourself and show yourself compassion we're not going to be making like radical changes overnight like this is is a process um it's a constant process and i just i want you to hold space for yourself um some days are going to be better than others But I also just want you to start being aware. If you feel like you're being triggered by a belief or you're being triggered by a situation or you're just being triggered by anything that's causing you to reach towards this bad habit or unproductive habit, why? Be a detective in your own life. Why am I doing this? Why do I keep self-sabotaging? Why am I turning to food right now when I know I should be in there reporting my podcast? Why am I coming and eating instead? What's going on? Oh, I'm not feeling confident enough that, well, why, you know, about what I'm going to speak. I don't know anything. Why am I speaking? Nobody's going to listen. Let me just go eat instead. Instead of just like sit down, get through, get through the the messy, you know, work. Because you're never going to get to where you want to go if you don't, like, start where you are. I know I'm guilty from wanting to go from, like, 1 to 100 with no having to um, muddle through the in-between. And you can't get to 100 without first going 1, 2, 3, 4 without going through all the numbers. So I have to constantly remind myself of that. Like, we're, you got to go through it. You got to walk the path to get to the end. Um it's just, it's, it's what it is. If you want to get better at these things, then you have to show up and you have to keep doing them and you have to let yourself awkwardly fumble through the bad, through the bad. Like I listened to my first podcast and not that this one's super great, but I listened to my first ones and I'm like, that was terrible. And I'm like, you had to put out the terrible before we're going to get to the good. We'll get to the good someday, folks. I promise we'll get there, but we have to put out this terrible before we can. Um, So again, I don't know what that had to do with self-awareness. I guess we could tie that into some self-awareness. Just keep asking yourself why. Keep showing up. 
And with that being said, keep showing up. You do need a little bit of um, grit for your transformation. It does take time for you to develop a habit. Guys, these things are not going to happen overnight. Whereas you can make some really astounding and incredible changes in a short period of time, like within weeks, uh, at some point you're going to plateau off. You, you know this, we've done this before. Maybe you started a workout routine or you've started a new job that you love or you started, I don't know, anything, literally anything new. And you find after a while, we kind of plateau the excitement about it's not the same as it was. It doesn't feel new. It doesn't feel fresh kind of bored with it like this is feeling more tedious now than anything I'm not having fun anymore I know that that's my problem so it does require a little bit of grit because it's not always going to be fun the transformation process is not always fun and often it feels like oh my god I made one step forward three steps back the next week or the next day and that's okay that's all part of the process I literally recently had like a whole week straight where I just woke up and I just felt like crap and I just like cried and I was yucky all day and I'm like why am I feeling like this like I should be beyond this you know and I'm like no no you shouldn't be beyond this this is all part of it this is all part of the human experience you're going to ebb and flow we're going to go in cycles like the moon like the um seasons like a death and rebirth cycle we're constantly going through a death and rebirth cycle. If the seasons can do it, if the earth can do it, why can we not do the same? Um, And I don't literally mean like death and rebirth, but like literally almost in a way, because if I look at, um, again, my story, there's the death of the old Christy, the death of the, the selfish alcoholic and the rebirth of this new one who's still a little selfish, but you know, she's figuring it out. But just remember to give yourself some grace because it does take time to develop these new habits. And it does take time to figure out what's going to work for you, what's not going to work for you, because we're all different too. I can tell you guys, this is my morning routine and it works great. I love it. Like it's all I need. And you're going to go do the same thing and you're going to be like, Christy, this wasn't my jam. I'm going to say, well, like tweak a couple things up. I'm going to give you a whole lot of stuff that you can, um, I'm going to give you a whole lot of tools basically that you can put in your tool belt and everyone is not going to be for you. And that's okay because I found the same thing too. Like I love to explore all of these new tools, all of these new um, holistic ways of healing. I love exploring different um, modalities of energy work and what's out there. And yet everyone is not for me. Everyone that I've tried isn't necessarily my jam. And I'm like, I don't like this, but like breath work. I'm going to say I started out doing that with breath work. I'm like, I don't like breath work, but I kept making myself show up to do it. And I was in a program actually, I'm still currently in a program, um, where we are doing weekly breath work sessions. And so I've been showing up for those because I know that in order to get the results, you have to do the work. And that can be really challenging for some people. They may just not even be in the place where they're ready to put in the work. They're still wanting quick results, quick fix, and life isn't like that. Sometimes we can get a quick fix thing, but how long does that last? Um, You know, my mind automatically jumps to like diets and pills and cool, you did like the fentermine, but how long did that last? You stopped and you gained it all back because you never addressed the um 
underlying thing. But now I'm getting off track. Getting back. So breath work. Putting in the work because I know that that's the only way to get to that total transformation. It works if you work it. So I've been showing up, doing it, not loving it. But then it's like I had this amazing experience where I just kind of let everything fall away and concentrated on the breath. And then the things that came through to me, not only, not necessarily during that breathwork session, but the things that came to me throughout the day, the thoughts and the ideas and the realizations that I had really made me understand how powerful breathwork is. So I've not ever really had a super trans, you know, transformative, profound uh, breathwork experience yet in the moment, in the moment, I say, I did get one day where I just like, channeled this really great message of like things that like this is what you need to go do here's your messaging like go do this now and so I did and that was totally my intuition speaking to me that like you need to go offer these sessions because somebody needs it now and then you know in the end that turned out to be true there's a reason that I was called to go do whatever it was that I was doing at that time because somebody needed it and while I didn't understand it and I'm like this is crazy why am I even posting this like it resonated with somebody because somebody needed it so it wasn't my job to question the message it's not my job to decide who needs to hear this who doesn't because I don't know who's listening and who doesn't or who doesn't who's not listening so it's not my job to decide um, whether that message is basically valid or not, I need to act on the message because somebody needs to hear it and I'm not going to know who. So that was a really powerful lesson in like, why am I jumping? Why am I feeling this urge to go do this? This feels foolish. This feels really hasty. And um, because somebody needed it, because somebody needed it. And I did not know that at the time when I'm going like, why am I doing this? That's why. So you're like, I'm super off track again, but that's what breath work has offered to me. And also, um, and then when I say I get like little hits or messages throughout the day, I'm one. There's several different ways. Um, if you believe that we all have gifts, like, uh, you know, supernatural paranormal gifts, uh, everybody has them. If you have that kind of sixth sense of maybe knowing or you see things or you hear things mine is a a gift of just knowing like I don't see things which is like clair clairvoyant I don't um like close my eyes and visualize like I literally don't see pictures I don't see things that aren't there um I do have friends that do and I don't hear anything that's clairaudient so I don't you know, when I hear, like, you know, when I say something like, well, you know, my higher self told me this, like, they literally didn't, like, show up in the flesh and, like, speak to me, so I don't hear anything, and I do have friends, again, that I know in the spiritual world that they hear the message as clear as day, like, somebody's just speaking next to them, but there's nobody. There's, um... I always get these last ones wrong. I have claircognizance, which is just knowing. Um, Mine is like a thought will pop into my head and I'm like, I just know that's true or I know I need to act on that. Or like, I know this is, said this to my husband before, I know this, this is totally weird, but this thought just popped into my head. Um, So I don't know, let's act on it. Like, and I, I realized that all along, I've always had these thoughts popping into my head or ideas and I'm just like that's crazy or like oh my god where did that thought come from like 
Why are you telling me that I should? What in the world is going on? Guys, I am sorry. I'm so distracted, but I said it has to be census time. I know it's 2020. I think we filled ours out. I literally just saw this guy. That's why I got distracted earlier because they saw him in the neighbor's yard, like come away from the neighbor's door and just like sit down in their driveway. And I'm like, what is going on? That is not my neighbor. They're wearing a mask. They're wearing like this hat, a very big hat. And I'm like, what is that person doing? I don't think that's my neighbors. I'm just going to like keep an eye on him. And then he just got up and he started like walking down the street in front of our house. And now this is so strange because we live in the middle of nowhere. We live like up in the edge of the national forest and like literally nobody's randomly walking by our house. Like we get once in a while a random car drive by and I like to call myself like homeland security because I don't go anywhere so I'm like what's that car I don't know whose car that is so I'll go like stand out on the porch and like mad dog I'm you know like I'm watching you you know they'll drive by and I'll do the eyeball thing people don't like to looky loo in our neighborhood because I just stand out there and watch them I'm like what are you doing here oh you just came to look at the deer there's no deer right now why are you still here I'm very protective of our neighborhood (laughs) yes yes I'm one of those I get bored I'm neighborhood watch Anyways, he's wandering, like, down the street, and I think that the side of his bag says census, but he's kind of walking with his arms in a weird fashion, and I'm like, I'm very highly suspicious of you. Are you doing census? It looks like it says census on the side of your bag, but he didn't come to our house, but I think that's because my husband already filled the thing out online, but... I'm like, are you walking? Because Google, you know, Google Earth, do they do the same thing at census? Because it literally looks like he's almost walking down the street trying to like covertly hide a camera that he's like just filming when he walks by. I don't even know what's going on, but it's a conspiracy for sure. I bet that they're coming here because I've been looking up too many things about Pizzagate and MK Ultra and Adrenochrome. <laughs> I keep telling my husband, if I disappear one day, it's the government. Um, Oh my gosh. So yeah, he's walking down the street. I have to make my life really exciting because it's quarantine's getting really boring, guys. So I have to keep it spicy. So I have a government spy outside of my house right now. Um, I hope you've made it 50 minutes into my podcast so you can hear about the government spy. Okay, so now that all our government spy excitement is over, I don't even know where we were. You gotta have some grit. Obviously, you gotta have some grit to make some radical changes. You've got to, you know, there's that common saying, there's 21 days to develop a habit, and it's true. It's actually beyond that, because I find that you're really gung-ho those first 21 days, like you're really into the change, you're really... um you know, you're really feeling it. It's when we plateau after that. It's when we get beyond that 21 days and you're like, I'm not feeling this anymore. So then you need to check in. Are you aligned with whatever it is that, you know, whatever this new habit is, say you just started the new workout habit. Are you aligned with your workout program? Maybe you just want to walk and run outside. Maybe you're going to start doing the keto diet and you hate it and you're not having success, but everybody in your, their mom that you know has had so much success and lost so much weight on it. So maybe you need to try a plant-based diet. Like literally we could apply this. I only apply those because of the things that I immediately um, focus on coming from my recent uh, health and fitness background kind of stuff. So it all starts with habit building and you got to have a little bit of grit just to get through it. 
honor yourself, but never quit because the rewards are too great for when you get to the other side. Another key part of transformation is giving yourself some brain food. And I'm not talking about like the news and all this crap that we're seeing all over social media about like politics and what's going on with the world. And like while that stuff is super important, I also think that we need to be really careful on what we're consuming because um, our regular big media corporations, our news media, like a lot of the news, uh, uh, most of the news is all fear, fear-based, fear-mongering, because that's what gets a reaction from people. Even when I've been learning all these marketing techniques, like it's over and over again, they tell you, you need to focus on pain points. People people are sold by pain points. They don't want to know like how they're going to feel so great. They want to know pain. And I'm like, oh, why are we so pain? Like pain and fear motivated. Pain and fear motivated. So everything, all your advertising, all your media, everything is geared towards those things because that's what sells people. That's what keeps people coming back. So I want you to keep that in mind. Fear-based, they're pointing out your fears, they're pointing out your discomfort, and they're pointing out your pain points, including me, including me. And I'm not even going to lie and say that I don't use some form of those tactics too because it's age-old sales strategy. Like, focus on their pain points. People are more motivated to change by the negatives than by the positives. So take take a think take a think about that. Take a step back and think about that when you've made some um, changes in your life. Have they been driven by like motivating factors of I know I'm gonna feel good, I know I'm gonna do this, or have they been driven by like I'm stuck, I'm having like a heart problem, stomach problems, I'm gonna have to have this procedure done if I don't make these changes. So are you more motivated by like, I have to because something's going wrong and now like I'm in pain or I'm sick or this or just because you want to because you're like, oh, I'm going to feel really good someday if I do that. No, we're more motivated by pain and it's, it's just the truth. That's how we're wired. We are wired to be motivated by that need for survival needs for survival so I want you to dive in some brain food not media like literally pick up a book my personal development started with like girl wash your face Rachel Hollis any Jenshin Shero book you are a badass law of attraction anything about quantum physics the holographic universe um I've been reading some Gabby Bernstein books I read judgment detox like uh, literally anything and it doesn't even have to be a book like listen to an audible book listen to a podcast listen to my podcast you're doing personal development right now I'm feeding your brain hopefully I'm feeding your brain good stuff um so anything like literally anything that's going to vibe you up up level you expand your mind help you learn something new like you're not in it just like true crime Um, podcasts and stuff like that they're really great and like true crime documentaries things like that are great but where you what can you go do with that like are you gonna use anything to go change your life listening to something that's entertaining you I get our need for entertainment especially nowadays like we're always wanting to be stimulated I struggle with that myself I watch my children struggle with that like when they're device free like they're kind of squirrely we don't know what to do we're so bored I'm like yes because somebody is not stimulating you like go dig a hole go play outside go use your imagination and they're like what's that I'm like yes you have a brain go use it so just feed your brain and not crap. Feed your brain some like decent stuff. Feed your brain some concepts that you don't know anything about or that you're curious about or 
that's totally differing of a usual opinion that you might have. Go feed your brain. Um, Another thing, make sure that you have some healthy stress and um, coping tools, basically. Some really other ways of coping with stress and overwhelm and anxiety and any of these things that we're doing on a daily basis. Like literally the mommy wine culture kind of thing. Like it's too much in our face. I subscribed to that for a really long time. I was totally, I had a hard night at work. Oh, the kids were this today. Oh, somebody like literally an excuse I could find. Oh, it was a tough day. I deserve a drink. Like, are you telling yourself that? Like, oh, I deserve this. Why do you deserve that? That's poisoning you. You deserve to drink a cup of poison. And I get it. I drank it too because it helped me relax. And then I was, I was a better mom then because I wasn't so uptight. And I wasn't this and I wasn't that. I shouldn't need that. I shouldn't need that. And so it's taken me a really long time to find the proper tools where I can achieve that same level of like, okay, I got this. I can handle this. I don't have to have control over the entire situation. I can relax. I can de-stress without having to put any substance into my body. And it's taken a while to get there. And um, that's the kind of stuff that I love sharing with you guys. And I'm going to be sharing more of that because I don't share enough of that. And that's really doing a disservice to you. I promise that more of that's going to be coming your way because all of us, all of us have got some bad, and I'm not saying that you're going to drop them all. I'm not saying that we're still not going to have some bad habits left, like the mind-numbing scroll. I constantly, my big thing is like learning and research. I literally, I love to learn and research about new things, and I will often find myself getting way too caught up in that as a way to avoid and procrastinate for the things that I don't want to take care of or I don't want to do. And then at the end of the day, I'm like, way to go. You've sat all day and you've done a bunch of research, but like, what have you actually done to move your life forward? Or what have you done to um, connect and make some new meaningful relationships or to connect and strengthen your old relationships with like your children and your husband? Or have you just been avoiding and procrastinating all day long and now you're irritated and grumpy? So avoidance behaviors, those, those are really what pop up for me now. I've managed to like get away from the alcohol and the cigarettes. And, but my big thing now is the procrastinate procrastination and avoidance behaviors. Like literally you can overdo anything. You can like, it all comes down to just being a detective in your life. How's it making you feel? Do you feel like you're getting to the point where like, oh, this is becoming an issue. I don't really want to do this anymore, but I also don't want to let go of it. Like, you really just got to get honest with yourself. So, and really lean on those healthier coping mechanisms. Um, Also, you want to make sure you got to challenge yourself to get out of your comfort zone. That's the only way you're going to grow. Like some of this stuff, like going live, this podcast is spinning off a live that I did in my Facebook group, which was only 16 minutes compared to the hour it's now turned into. But the more and the more that I just show up and I talk like this is so almost terrifying for me because I'm like, I don't know what to say. What if I don't say the right thing? And I have this huge social anxiety of like not being smart, of like always saying something stupid, of not being confident. And I'm like, the only way that I'm going to overcome that is by just showing up, showing up and talking, getting out of my comfort zone, growing, growing, showing up, doing it until it's like, I've done it so much. It doesn't bother me. So, and I don't, it doesn't even have to be the same as mine. Maybe you do have no desire to get, go live and talk in front of a camera, but like literally what can you do to get outside your comfort zone? Is there a project that you love to do? Do you love to paint? And maybe, you know, you could take a painting class or maybe you 
are really good at something. Um, you're really good at sewing stuff or you're really good at, um, I don't know, designing something. You're really good at teaching something and maybe you want to expand your audience and get out of your comfort zone and start your own side business, side hustle. Literally guys, you can start your own career doing anything that you love, like anything. You're all here for something very specific and very special and nobody else can do it the way that you can. So don't let that fear hold you back. But I, I want you to get out of your comfort zone. What could you do this week that's going to stretch you a little and make you a little bit uncomfortable because that's when the growth happens. Um, yeah, it's not comfortable and you could stay in your comfort zone because again, it's comfortable there and we feel secure and we feel safe and we feel really good inside that little box. But when you start climbing outside that box, oh man, it's so rewarding. It's so rewarding. There's so much growth within it. So do something you wouldn't normally do. Face a fear. Get out of your comfort zone. You can't get better at something if you don't practice it. And you can't know what could be for you if you don't keep throwing yourself out there and falling on your face. And always remember, cost of your old life, or no, the cost of your new life is your old one. I don't mean that like super literally, like you have to move everything and pack and like move to the other side of the country, but literally you got to get rid of the old to bring in the new. My favorite was you can't get better in the same environment you got sick in. And that literally can't mean, because I struggled with that one, because when I dropped back um, into regular home life after three, 30 days at rehab with a different set of responsibilities, a different set of... Um, stimulation and external environment coming in at me was a lot different for me to get sober in that setting than being dropped back into the same setting that I became an alcoholic in and I really struggled which is why I relapsed a couple months outside of rehab because I wasn't wasn't ready for the whole shipping yet I hadn't I hadn't got it all figured out yet so I and that's okay because progress not perfection progress, progress, progress. If you do find yourself, just random side note, in a relapse, I know how frustrating that can be, especially if you've, you know, you're like, man, I went all this time and then here I am again. I don't want you to see it that way because you don't have to fall back into that pattern. You had to slip up, get up, put your game face on and keep going forward. Like we're all going to stumble and fall along the way. So I hope that you guys were able to take some good pieces of information away, something that's really going to help you. And I just want to say you guys are really amazing for being here and supporting me while I continue on my own growth journey. So I want to thank you for being here, for sticking around, for listening. And I hope that you are inspired to go out and shine your own light in the world this week. Like, let's go, let's do it. So I will see you next time. Thank you so much for joining me today for the Self Project Podcast. I hope that you were able to find something useful or inspirational to take away with you today. So come and connect with me over on Instagram. It's at underscore Christy Martin. And let me know what you want to hear more of. Go ahead and subscribe to the podcast and leave a review and I will see you next time.